Hello and welcome back, or actually welcome. This is the third in a series of four on the Christmas story, actually talking about the people of the Christmas story. So if this is your first time listening or your first time listening to this series, you don't have to stop and go back to catch up. You may want to because they've all been kind of fun, but this one is talking about the kings or the so-called kings. I am telling you, I am amazed at how much I am learning as I do this series. I have always loved Christmas and super love the meaning of Christmas, which is the baby Jesus being born and coming into our world. But wow, it is unbelievable how much we have taken this story and speculated. And just for a little bit of a warning, there will be lots of speculation in this podcast. Glad you're here. I'm excited to, I'm going to say it, dig a little deeper. When I decided to do this series, I started writing down who I wanted to talk about. And I knew I wanted to talk about Mary. And at first I was going to talk about Mary and Joseph, but Mary had just enough content to do Mary all by herself. And then I thought, oh, let's talk about the innkeeper. But I knew that there was probably not enough to do a whole podcast on the innkeeper. So then I thought, "Mm, let's add the shepherds in there. And then I'm like, hmm, who else do we talk about? There's Gabriel, the angel. There's, like I said, Joseph. There's Elizabeth and Zachariah and John the Baptist, who are all part of this story. And then there are the three kings. Well, that's not completely true. They are called in the Bible, the Magi, and they are only listed in the gospel of Matthew. And so interestingly enough, though, when I was thinking about the three kings that we often talk about, it made me also think about the king who was Herod. And then I realized, oh my goodness, in the backstory of Jesus Christ's birth, here is an interesting conflict of good and evil, which, let's be honest, that goes all the way back to Genesis, right? The tree of good and evil. So, when God writes his own story, like he uses all the great writers' tricks and just puts it all together in this unbelievably mysterious, glorious way. 
So Matthew 2, chapter 2, verses 1 all the way to verse 12 tells the story of the Magi and this king whose name is Herod. So I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, page turn, they saw God, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and, and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned by another route. So that is all we know about the three kings that we often refer to. But obviously, the Bible doesn't call them kings. They call them magi. If you're anything like me, you're already singing or humming or hearing the hymn, We Three Kings of Orient Are. Um, my brother used to get in a whole lot of trouble because he did a little parody on it that was not very nice. And it would make my mom really sad because she just sort of thought it was wrong to like make fun of the kings or to even blemish the story of Christ. But needless to say, my sister and I would laugh our heads off. Anywho, as always, I get off the beaten path, but let's talk about the Magi. Here's some things that we can speculate and guess and try to know. Magi is plural for magus, M-A-G-U-S, which has a lot of definitions. One of the definitions is wise men, and that most likely fits the best from what we 
read in our Bible. And again, a lot of speculation here. It also has the definition of astrologer, which sort of makes sense because a star is mentioned and somebody who would pay attention to stars makes sense. Uh, also magicians. Interesting. We don't see them doing any magic tricks, but certainly interesting. Another one was interpreter of dreams. We do know that they were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. So, you know, maybe a little bit of truth in that. We also, there, there was also something that was like a priest of like a religious order. And I guess that one could be true, but hard to say. And so King just isn't in there. I don't know if because they spoke to King Herod and came from another land, maybe people assumed that they were kings or because they came bearing very expensive gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Maybe that's why they were assumed to be kings. But if we go by the classic, we three kings, the first thing is, nope, probably not kings. Second is three. We don't know how many there were. We just know that there were magi that came from the east and inquired about who Christ is, which that to me makes sense because if they were wise men, people interested in the truth and interested in facts and information, that would make sense because they see this star, they are, they have perhaps heard of, well, they've obviously heard something because they say, they ask, where is the one who was born, has been born king of the Jews? So if anyone's being called king here, it's Jesus, which we know he is the king of kings. And so they are seekers. They are finding this information out. They unfortunately ask the wrong guy because they ask the king of Judah and he is not happy at all. Herod is interested, not interested. He's already jealous and concerned that this is going to be a problem for him, but he, he has to find some information out too, because now all of a sudden he's interested in this Jewish religion and what they say about a Messiah. So he calls in the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I wonder if that's part of the problem. I wonder if that's what started the Pharisees and Sadducees off 
questioning Christ right from the get-go because King Herod stirred the pot. I don't know. Again, total speculation. All I know is that they did know of the prophecies that the prophets had given them and written down. And one of them that they name in Matthew is from Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. And so, King Herod is getting worried. He's thinking, oh my goodness, if this is true, I'm in trouble because if he's going to reign over the Jews, this is going to be a bad thing. And so, and I think he, I said he was the king of Judah. He was not. He was the king of Jerusalem, I believe. I might have this all mixed up, but he was the king of that area over Bethlehem for sure. And so he's now livid. But instead he's like, hey, Magi, come back here. Yes, there is, the king is going to be coming out of Bethlehem. Go find him. And when you do, tell me, I want to worship too. Wink, wink. Only I really want to kill him. So it is much more likely that these kings were wise men seeking truth and probably smart astrologers and maybe a little bit of interpreter of dreams, but that's, that's really all we know from the scripture. And as for them being from the Orient, I did read that Orient used to be a term for the East. And so if you looked at it that way, then we'll give the hymn writer a little bit of credit for saying we three kings of Orient are. And the truth of the matter is, if you really look at the word king with a little k, how often do we name somebody king of something? You know, Michael Jackson, king of pop. You know, Michael Jordan, you know, king of basketball. You know, anybody like he's the king. It Sometimes it means you are the finest for whatever, like, you know, and sometimes where you talk about something like Texas, where football is king, you know, something like that. It's, it's the top. So we'll, we'll give the, the hymn writer and all of us who often call the three wise men, the three kings, king with a little K. And who knows, maybe, maybe they really were rulers of something. And the idea that these very wise men or these kings. Sorry, I need a little sip of water. Were 
were able to recognize that this baby was the Messiah is even more amazing because these wise men, these magi, are not Jews. They are Gentiles, which means they simply are not from the Jewish line, the Jewish descent, the Jewish religion. They are the first out of the Jewish line to know Jesus and to call him the Messiah, the Savior. And they present him with these amazing gifts that recognize his kingship. Is that a word? I think so. So it's pretty amazing how this all works out and how these wise men really represent a lot of good. Now let's talk about the bad king, King Herod. There are, I think it's approximately like seven Herods that are mentioned in the Bible. This particular Herod was real mean and real ugly. And when he stopped being king, he separated his throne into parts and gave his sons, named Herod, different regions and parts, which is why it gets a little bit confusing. King Herod at the time of Jesus's birth is not the same as King Herod at the time of Christ's death. That King Herod is the son of this King Herod. I know, could they have just given each other different names? Come on. But somehow it's interesting because how often have you heard of a baby boy being named Herod. Nope, pretty much wrecked that name. Well, and here's the interesting thing is I just read the Matthew chapter two, where Herod then calls the Magi back and says, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. Only it was his plan not to worship him at all, but to kill him. And so Herod starts planning this. And so Matthew 2 verses 13 through 18 talks about what is going on behind the scenes and fills us in a little bit more. So when they had gone, as in when the Magi had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, 
take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I will call my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. So Herod is literally willing to murder children two years old and under in hopes to kill the baby Jesus just because he's all concerned that he's not going to be king. Crazy. That is sick and crazy. And it is mentioned. And it is mentioned because evil exists in our world. And that's what I found so interesting. And that's why my take for this week on the story of Christ is that here is our Savior, our Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us, coming to save us from our sinfulness because we live in a world that is so evil. And I like how the Magi, these Gentiles, would represent those of us who aren't of the line of David, who aren't Jewish, who might not be able to truly Oh, what's connect is the word I'm looking for it. Sometimes my brain just stops. Like I go to look up in the dictionary of the word I'm looking for and it says, "Mm -mm, not opening, not going to do it. Mm -mm, Nope. And then of course I have the whole conversation in my head, like, oh my gosh, is this the start of dementia? So I apologize for my demented head, not being able to come up with the word connect. But sometimes it is difficult to connect to sacrifices of animals and atonement and, you know, all of the ritual things that happen in a Jewish life. So the Magi are the first Gentiles, and maybe not the first, I really haven't done the research on that, but they are the mentioned Gentiles in the Christmas story that seek God. 
And so maybe, I don't know if this is true or not, but we know in the story and per last week's podcast, you might want to listen, um, but we know that the shepherds, that an angel comes to the shepherds and then he or she angel is accompanied by a multitude of heavenly hosts that proclaim the news of Christ and they go and they find the baby Jesus and they worship him and then they tell people. And there's no Instagram or Facebook or texts or telephone calls. So the word of mouth perhaps starts spreading. But interestingly enough, that happens pretty fast and often and Maybe that is how the word got to the Magi. Like, hey, have you heard the news of this Messiah being born in Bethlehem? And being truth seekers as Magi and astrologers too, because they see this star, they go looking and they, they, they go to the king because who wouldn't? Because he's the king of this land, right? So he should know lots of what's going on. And he must put on a fairly decent performance, meaning Herod. And let's be honest, evilness comes from the, comes from Satan and Satan is the father of lies. So it's not unusual for somebody who is evil to be an excellent liar. And so he says, hey, go carefully look for this baby and then tell me because I'll worship with you. And so they're like, great, thanks for the info. We're going to go. And when they go, clearly they are as moved as the shepherds. They are as moved as anybody who has come to know who Jesus is. And that can be you and I too. When we read this story about the baby Jesus, we meet our Savior and we are moved. And I can't help but think of that moment in O Come All Ye Faithful, Oh, come, let us adore him. How do you not adore this baby who was born to die to save us all from our sins? Oh, my goodness. And they, the Magi, represent that there can be good in the world and that we can seek the good. Now, when you buy a nativity scene, almost always there are three kings that come with the nativity scene. And they usually come with camels too. And they're usually at either traveling to the little stable that it comes with or sometimes they are actually part of the scene. You know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes you get the pieces and you can put it however you want. And sometimes 
you get the whole chunk and everything's just like already sort of glued in there. We're pretty sure that the kings didn't arrive shortly after the birth because they hear, well, we think they hear of it. And it says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, yeah, Herod's king of Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? So there is an assumption that they have heard it. It's after his birth, they've heard it. And how fast did that word of mouth travel? We don't really know. So they come, they ask Herod, Herod asks the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he says, yeah, go find him. And so it says, after they heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And then this is the interesting part on coming to the house. So let's talk about that for a minute, because remember when Mary and Joseph get to town, there's no room because there was a census being taken and lots of people had to travel to the town of their lineage to register for the census. So lots of extra people in that town, you know, all the hotels are booked up. And so Mary has the baby in a stable. Well, after people have registered, they get to go home, but obviously Mary's just had a baby, so she can't hurry off and, you know, go 90 miles back to Nazareth. Or So somebody probably said, oh, now we have room. And so they stay for a little bit. So we don't really know how old Jesus was when they got there. And yet, when Herod gets so frustrated and realizes that the Magi have gone on without him and without telling him, not without him, but without telling him, he's furious and he decides to kill babies that are two years old and younger. So he's not really sure when exactly this baby Jesus was born, but he's saying to himself, hmm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it had to have been less than two years or two years ago or less. And so let's just kill all the babies two years, two years old and under. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, rotten human being. And clearly jealous and evil. So I'm not even really sure what my point is, except, oh, I know what my point is. Ha, huh? I'm so sure. <laughs> this is my podcast and I'm so sorry if you don't know me and you're listening to this because then I sound like a real crazy person, but I just get super excited and I don't always have everything laid out perfectly because I just want us to talk 
and think about it and come to conclusions and go back to our Bible and ask God, hey, reveal to me what you want me to know. And probably 100% of the time, he's going to say, read your Bible. That's what you need to know. So my point here is, I don't think we should stop singing We Three Kings. It's a great song, and it talks about these wise men who come and seek the baby Jesus just like we should. And the and these wise men that we allow in our children's programs and our storybooks and our telling of the story of Christ are part of the story. They are a legitimate valid, important part. And we know they're important because that's what God has put in the Bible for us. He has written this so that, yeah, we wonder lots of the stuff and maybe we do write crazy songs depicting what we think happened and why we call them kings. But he has told it to us so that it teaches us something. And we do learn from the kings. We learn to seek God. We learn to give our gifts to God. We learn to worship and bow down to God. And we learn to avoid evil. Those are some pretty amazing things that we can learn from these wise men. Here's a quick ad for Anchor Podcast and how I make this podcast. Kings still exist today in lots of countries, and there are good kings, and clearly there are bad kings. There are good rulers and bad rulers, good presidents and bad presidents. There are truly wise men, and then there are truly evil men. We need to focus on one true king, and that is the king of kings who was born in Bethlehem, who would grow up to die for our sins and raise again so that we would be all sons and daughters of a king. Whether we are Jewish or Gentile, we would all be part of the family of Christ. So you can imagine Episode four will focus on the hero of this story, the true king, the one king, the one and only baby Jesus. Please come back and listen. Please share this with your friends. If you have any questions or want to add anything to the story about the wise men and King Herod and the whole story of the birth of Christ, you can email me at 
hippiechristianwhocares at gmail.com. And I just thank you. I am here because I care and I want to share the good news of Jesus with everyone. But I also say, who cares what I say? Find out for yourself, investigate for yourself, and come to find out who the King is for you. Thank you so much, and I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you.